where we talk about all things faith, life, and adulting. That's right. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And we're your hosts. This podcast is for college students and young mm-hmm. adults. We answer the questions that you actually have. And you can submit your own question through our Instagram, mm-hmm. it's FYI Podcast, or through our website at www.fyi-podcast.com. And today's right. question comes from Julia. Hey, my name is Julia. I just graduated high school. My question is, how do I figure out boundaries specific to me? And what are the steps to figure out the boundaries for myself? It's a great question. Her question is, I just graduated. How do I figure out personal boundaries and what are the steps I need to take to figure out these boundaries? Well, first of all, yes, huge congratulations to the class of 2022. Hats off to you guys. Yes. We celebrate you. We honor you. And look, the why behind this podcast is we want you're alive to thrive. That's right. And we want to help you thrive in your life in your faith and in your adulting. Mm -hmm. And part of that is this is a major milestone. There's a lot of decisions that you're gonna be making, a lot of transitions that you're in the midst of. And so today we have six areas of personal boundaries that we're gonna talk about and discuss. And there might be more, but Mm -hmm. we feel like a majority of them could be split into other categories, sure, but this is the way we've arranged them. Six types of personal boundaries, and we'll end with the practical steps. Yes, so the first one is to kind of kick things off is decisions, right? Number one thing is we need to decide. We need to decide what those boundaries are, what they look like, identifying the season of life we're in. Are we going to school? Are we going to the military? Are we going straight to the marketplace? Am I living on campus, off campus? Do I have roommates? Am I living alone? Am I living with mom and dad? You know the questions that people are asking and if they're not asking you, you're having to answer yourself, right? From the financial side to what you wanna be when you grow up, all of those decisions. But when it comes to boundaries, you personally need to make the decisions of the yeses and the no's in life, right? The yes and no's of life. Because what we say yes to on a Friday night with one thing, I'm saying no to thousands of other options, right? Or if I say no to one thing, I'm saying no to something else. So it's like no's and the yeses that are in constant battle and conflict with each other. And one thing that we wanna be as leaders, Josiah and myself, this is our conviction, it doesn't necessarily have to be yours, we pray it is, is that we wanna be people of our word. We want our yes to be yes and our no to be no. Meaning that when we make a commitment, um, not only to the Lord, when we're in, we're all in. When we say yes to a friend or we say yes to something in school or a project that we're working on or the group that we're working with, we wanna be people of our word because when we're people of our word, that shows that we're responsible. We are honoring the people that we've committed time to. And we just want to really just lean into the yeses and the nos of life. And I know that it can be uber messy and it can be hard and it can be challenging. But we're just going to take a look at Joshua. So Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 um, says this. So let me see where we are at. Ooh, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods 
of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in those lands you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So boundaries when it comes to you as a listener, if you are a Christ follower, you are deciding to follow the Lord. You're making that decision of the yeses and nos and filtering through the lens of I don't want to say what would Jesus do because that's a kind of a cliche thing we want to say, but filtering it through the lens of is this going to benefit my life in a positive way and draw me closer to the heart of Christ or is it going to pull me away from the heart of Christ and into the world? So knowing and identifying the yeses and the nos of the small decisions we can, which can make a big impact in the long run, right? So. Yeah. And this is why boundaries are so hard to figure out as a young adult mm -hmm. is here's why. Here's really why. It's because some boundaries are determined. You made the decision, just like Micah mm -hmm. said, yes or no. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. It's your choice. It's not your parents' choice. It's not your siblings' choice. It's not your professor's choice. It's not your boss's choice. This is the type of boundaries that you decide right. the type of person that you're going to be. The other aspect, and this is the aspect here, is we discover boundaries. Yeah. You live and you learn. So there's, <laughs> there's really boundaries and decisions determined like Micah was talking about with the first type of personal boundary, decisions mm -hmm. that you make. There's also boundaries yeah. discovered. And young adulthood is a discovery process. Who am I? Whose am I? What type of person am I? Right. And sometimes we shock ourselves with decisions that we make that are great. <laughs> it's like, pat on the back. There's other times where regret comes from where it's like, <coughs> excuse me. You need some of my water? <laughs> you took a sip of water and I coughed, but... <laughs> It's raw and real, unedited. That's the reality. But, but what I was saying is like, we also sometimes shock ourselves with regret mm -hmm. and it's like, that's not who I am. Right. That's not who I am. So we're talking and I think it's particularly hard because we're discovering. We're all lifelong learners. We're all right. on the journey of life. None of us have arrived or will arrive. That's right. So it's a discovery process and that's why it's, it's particularly hard, but Michael's mm -hmm. talking about the first of six, which is decisions, those yeses and nos. I'm going to talk today about the second, mm -hmm. which is time and really wow. timing. So much of our life is the calendar, right? You know what? It's 12 o'clock right now on our studio recording day. And as we record this, we're in the month of June. So I can click on this calendar right here. If you're watching YouTube, and uh, I got my calendar app open, June and 2022, I'm right there in the calendar app. Mm -hmm. But so much of life in calendar, this involves, what do I say yes to, but it builds on that. Right. What hours am I working? What's my availability at work? What's my availability mm -hmm. for studying, right. for classes, for hanging out with people? And really our time is short here on earth. Right. I heard Pastor Louis Giglio share this at the Global Leadership Summit. Life is short. God is big. Take the next step. Mm. Life is short. God is big. Take the next step. So when we are <laughs> really with boundaries, one of the major boundaries in life, do you realize this, is how you spend your time. Yeah. You're the CEO of your own dorm room, of your apartment, of your house, your family. You might not be the boss at work, but when it comes to your time and how you live and how you spend it, mm -hmm. Dr. Gordon Anderson used to say that when I was 
at North Central University and he was the college president. And really what I believe with all my heart and being mm. is that this comes from Ephesians 5, verse 15 through 17. It says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise as wise. Mm -hmm. We pray for wisdom from God for your boundary process. Mm -hmm. Saying yes, saying no, how to spend time. So make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, right. do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And we're trusting that with the wisdom mm -hmm. from above and looking at a blank calendar, your life's a canvas and it can become a beautiful tapestry when you spend your mm -hmm. life and your time in a way that honors God. Yeah, so we have decisions, we have timing, but also one thing that we really can give away too soon or we can wear on our sleeve or we can really wrestle with behind the scenes or maybe very vulnerably up front too soon with some people, and I would just mm. caution people in this, is um, a portion of this is our emotions. And our emotions are kind of teamed up with our mental health, right? Um, if we have a... If we have a messy playground in our mind or um, a messy version of ourselves it's what what goes in comes out right or what's inside of us leaks out and I think sometimes I've worked with young women who get emotionally attached to somebody that they're interested in because they've just bleh, spewed everything all over um, whether it's their hurts their hurdles the hang-ups their past they're like Here's my broken heart. Fix it. I'm emotionally unstable. Okay, I'm not saying that being emotionally unstable is a bad place to be or a bad thing. It's a dangerous place to stay because we all have come or are going to come to emotional volatility. Yes, or emotional burnout where we've given of ourselves to help other people figure themselves out and we're running on empty. So just being mindful of what am I mentally capable of? Not even like depression. I'm not talking about depression here. I'm just talking like the mental capability that I have to say my yeses and my noes, keep a calendar and a schedule of what I've committed to and honor that. But also like what is my mental capacity? So if I'm taking 20 credits, mm. I probably shouldn't work 60 hours a week. Because that's a lot of credits and a lot of homework yes. and a lot of time in. Yes, but those that's where it's going to cause that form of emo emotional burnout. And then we become all these emotions inside. It can be frustration. It can be worry. It can be anger. It can yep. be insecurity. It can be all this conglomeration so of every emotion inside of us that just spews out all over. And... Um, we just want to be able to be individuals that can, can take those thoughts captive, can realize that we all have a breaking point and we all have uh, a capacity and our capacities look different in different season. If you're a freshman, maybe you can only handle 12 credits. I remember walking in as a freshman throughout my senior year. I had 20 to 22 credits every semester because my schooling was a part of a four credit course, not three credits. So it was yep. just structured differently. So just taking those things into consideration. And we're just going to look at Romans chapter 12. So if you have your Bibles or your app or you're just listening along or following along, Romans chapter 12 verses 1 through 2. And it says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and 
This is true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I will say, I love this verse because when we are in a healthy mental state where we're not running a thousand miles an hour on empty, gasping for our next breath of air, we begin to slow down to realize, to recognize what thoughts have been Mm -hmm. infiltrating my Mm -hmm. mind, what overwhelming waves and sensations am I feeling from homework Mm -hmm. bogging me down to relationships that may or may not need to be there to some healthy or unhealthy emotions. But one thing we want to lean into as believers is to truly be transformed by the renewing of our mind so we are able to understand God's will for us. So when we're in his word and in his will, we will know the yeses and the noes and be able to submit and commit our calendar to him. So if you're doing these in this order, that's how we're unpacking them because they're all they're all meshed yeah. together. It's and a web. It's like taking an egg and you scramble it and I hand it to you and say, now separate the yolk and the whites. It can't be done. Like it all makes sense once you kind of get the recipe we're kind of throwing your way. So we have decisions, timing, mental health, and for Josiah is what? I would say it's like your personal boundaries, your space, your things, your money, Mm. like material. We could talk material possessions for a second, but here's what I mean. Your dorm, okay? So you're paying rent or your parents are helping or that's built into tuition Mm -hmm. or maybe your scholarships or your financial payment plan um, or or like your dorm. It's your apartment. So you're the one paying rent. Like you're going to work and part of your wage goes to paying for your apartment. So somebody says, hey, can I crash on your couch? They're a friend, they're healthy, boom, there's the couch. Somebody who (laughs) is a stranger who doesn't have a home and is addicted to drugs, is that a healthy boundary to let them crash on your couch permanently? You decide. Or if your roommate lets them crash, how do you have those hard decisions while exactly. protecting your boundary, right? That's this one. Yeah, that's number that's hard. four is personal because it's it's also, it could be your car. So like somebody asks to borrow your car to go get groceries. Um, <laughs> it's it, You're paying the insurance. It's your keys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the mechanic. You've got to mm-hmm. maintain it. You've got to get oil changes. If the brakes go out or it needs tires or gas, hello, it's like $5 a gallon. Hopefully it goes down, but... We won't hold our breath, right? But like, this is your possessions. It could also be kind of your bubble. Right. It could be your space. And um, I think sometimes we lo- if you look around yourself for a second, your desk, mm-hmm. probably an outward manifestation of the condition of your insides. Mm-hmm. So I-, I think it is at least for us, like when we've been gone out of town for a weekend, there's laundry everywhere. There's suitcases and there's <laughs> crumbs from last night's, you know, pizza party and everything's scattered. And uh, but that's our personal space, right? Right. That's our personal boundary. We've had a day off. We've mm-hmm. been Sabbathing. We've budgeted. You know, these things when it's kind of congruent and mm-hmm. alignment. What we realize is like it's just an outward of expression of the condition of our body, mm-hmm. our mind, our spirit, mm-hmm. our soul. So if your space is overwhelmed, your soul might be overwhelmed. Your soul might be overwhelmed. <laughs> so look within. Yeah. And here's what I really want to encourage us is Psalm 24. I'm flipping there just real, real quick for a second, but Psalm 24 and verse one, and this is how Psalm 24 starts out. 
I think it's really interesting um, just when it comes to personal space, right? It says this, the earth is the Lord's and everything mm. in it, the world and all who live in it. And what this helps us do is like, oh, well, that's my phone. It's God's. <laughs> oh, well, that's my laptop. It's God's. Right. I am the temporary planet Earth steward of some material possessions. I came right. into this world naked. I'm going to die. I can't take anything someday with me. Right. And not to be morbid, but just it puts things in perspectives like we're a steward. Right. It's all belongs to God. And then so how do we put boundaries in a way that brings glory and honor to him? The earth is the Lord. So God, what would you ask me to do with my dorm? Mm-hmm. Where's my prayer closet? Like God, with with <laughs> my car, how can, with this money, how can I budget in a way that's tithing it's giving it's saving it's spending it's paying taxes all the responsible citizen steward things to do but that's kind of how we approach personal boundaries and um to recap decisions timing mental health and personal and then we get to the fifth one which is relational and you guys this one can be uber messy because you're 18 years old you're 20 years old, you're trying to get out in the real world, you're, you may be living with mom and dad, but maybe you're not living with mom and dad and you're making these decisions and you're putting up boundaries, even probably with family dynamics, right? So you have your friends, you have your family, you have your community, which you're partake, partaking in. You have a network of individuals, maybe that's more in like the, um, the job world or the marketplace. And you're trying to set up these parameters uh, when it comes to just relationships and I think it's just important to really utilize and understand that every person on this earth is going through something. Whether they look like they have it all together outwardly, doesn't mean they have it together inwardly, right? And I think sometimes we can overlook the fact that everybody's walking through a stage of life, whether they're stressed out about finals, whether they're stressed out about relationships and family dynamics that are taking place back home, whether it's sibling rivalries, whether it feels like they're not adding up and measuring up to their standards or somebody else's standards of them, whether it's a community that you're a part of and you, they have different spending habits than you do. And like you get caught in this relationship comparison trap when it comes to boundaries. So, and I would even say boundaries of saying the yeses and the noes are simply this. If you're a college student and you're trying to live on a budget and all of your friends are going out for appetizers, but the place that they choose is not Applebee's, it's like this high-end sushi bar and it's $18 for a roll of six. Is it wise for you who's going to college trying to steward your finances to go out to know that you can eat two or three rolls and spend $60 on supper when in reality you should probably go down to Taco Bell and spend $6. So, I mean, just re- just the yeses and the nos and the relationship boundaries of invitation when it comes mm-hmm. to relationships yeah. is important. And we have some friends that we absolutely love. Their budget and their living expenses are very different than ours. Some people in our lives or some people we've been around have no problem spending money and living in a higher budget than us. I'm happy for them. I love them. But does that mean that we should or could or can or will go out with them when they choose certain places? Maybe not. That's okay. When our family expects us to do certain things, um, to come home for every single holiday, to travel home every single weekend, to bring our laundry home and you expect mom or dad to do it or they expect to do it for you. Like those are all forms of boundaries. And I would say this, if you are a young adult 
and you're desiring to be called a young adult and to be a young adult, then you need to start adulting, period. Sorry, you're gonna have to figure out from rents to paychecks to who's FICA and why are they taking my money? What's HIPAA and why can't I talk about this in the medical world? All these different acronyms and all these different things I just want to remind you the ages and stages of your life, they go very quickly, but there are boundaries that we can set up when it comes to um, our response time, when it happens to be holidays, the expectations in relationships, I personally feel are probably the most pressing because you're in communication with another human. It's not necessarily a time, like a calendar or a clock. Mm -hmm. It's another person that I'm in relationship with. So I don't know if that's, you want to add something? Um, I want you to add something. And it's it's like, I think this is a perfect place to add it. But one of the, one of the thoughts that you've had, and this applies to number five with relational, but I think this is a great place to bring it up because we talked about the web, right? Yeah. It's all interconnected. We're, we're messy people and life is interconnected. Mm -hmm. Our physical being, our mental being, our social, um, our spiritual, we're all interconnected. Yeah. And um, behind every boundary is what, Micah? Oh, man. Behind every boundary, I would say, is an expectation. And whether that expectation has been verbalized or not verbalized, we have to admit that we have an expectation for somebody or they have an expectation of us. And I think this would bleed into the next one a little bit, but I'll just read this. Um, we want to walk with people in relationships that are wise, right? We want people who are who are God-fearing, they're God-following, um, they, they're functioning in wisdom and knowledge, and they're able to understand what does discernment mean. So even when we look in the book of Proverbs, so if you get bored and you're doing your devotions, do Proverbs, do Psalms. They're just encouragement, they're songs, they're, they're life, like, anthems of what we should yeah. seek in a good and godly way and proverbs um, thirteen twenty says this walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm and i will just say i have ran with a companion of fools that did not lead me down a good path right and i personally came to this v in the road <clears throat> this fork in the road recognizing and realizing i had one of two choices One, I could continue this foolish life um, that was of the world, or I could answer the pressing feeling on my heart, which was to say fully into Christ, yes to Christ, and I'm going all in. I'm going to church. I need to make some different relational decisions and maybe let some relationships dissolve and they just never refabricated, which is a good thing in my case, and to really just turn into the Lord and to turn to and towards wise people, wise counsel. And I will just say many young adults in their first two to three years of school, you can make wise choices or foolish choices. And if you're making constantly foolish choices, I would ask you to examine two things. One, the condition of your personal heart. What is What war is in conflict with lust and flesh and desire and spirit? Number two would be who are your friends? Who are you running with? Who are you going out with? Who are you investing in? Who's investing in you? But not only the who, but the how. So those are a couple of things that you can do to reevaluate this, what that is and means. This is the show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yes. This is why yep. Bible studies, the local church, mm-hmm. a campus ministry, godly community are so vital yeah. and so important to our life. Yeah. And that's why it's one of the boundaries of like... Right. We want to be something that Micah and I are really passionate about 
and we want for you to be the thermostat. Yep. Not just the thermometer that sits on the wall and says, oh, this is the temperature, this is the spiritual temperature in this room, and right. oh, it's this, this room, you know. Thermometers do that. But thermostats are actually setting the tone, setting the temp, and have the ability to change culture. That's right. And that's what we desire right. for you in your relationships. And um, anything you want to add? No, I okay. just think that relationships are key. And I think we said in a previous episode, and it was um, get plugged in. So if you're a freshman going to co- on a college campus, start exploring and getting plugged into the first two weeks of campus when you are there, when nobody else is. I mean, like freshman classes, not many others are aside from athletes. Just take into consideration what you get involved with in those first two weeks can set you up for success or failure or a a set of friends or maybe not a set of friends. So you're just really trying to Mm -hmm. navigate who am I, what am I, who are my new friends? Because it's a form of, I want to say trauma, but it's a form of transition is a form of trauma to the system of like, Whoa, shocking, mom and dad aren't here. I'm in a dorm room, I have a new cla- I have a new classmate, I'm sitting by somebody new, I have a new dorm mate, they have a boyfriend, he's in our room, he shouldn't be like, all these warning signs and triggers are gonna go off in your head of what should be happening and what should not be happening. And if you're walking with the Lord, you're gonna experience that and see that even more. So don't let yourself become so disillusioned to the fact that life's happening around you um, and you have an opportunity to respond through relationships and prayer and these um, six steps. So the next one, I think everybody always wants to lean into this one because yeah. that's just who we are and how we are built as humans and the desires. These so. are all connected and they're all good. The, the warning with this one is if we don't have your attention now, this one will get your attention. And it is sexual boundaries. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, Micah, um, just to start off the bat, sometimes when in conversation you've had a few questions and I think there's three questions mm-hmm. with sexual boundaries that apply to other areas too right. but I know these are unique to you that you've yeah. come up with and I think it'd be awesome if you tag team this one with me and share these do I'm gonna kick it off or do you want to um would you just want to share those oh yeah yeah. yeah so the three things that we want to just evaluate when we're in a relationship with somebody or somebody's trying to pursue us or we're trying to be available to be pursued whatever you want to say there is um time touch and technology right yeah So those are the three things taken into consideration, time, touch, technology, the three T's. Yep. I think that those are so important um, because, man, that that covers a lot of it. It's like, what am I going to, how am I going to spend my time? Who am I going to spend my time with? Right. Um, What am I looking at? Right. What am I watching in in -hmm. the private, in the public, in the the secret, in the, uh, you know, public? And then touch, I think that's where a lot of this is going. And probably most of the people listening to this episode mm-hmm. are single young adults. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that some of you have a significant other mm-hmm. or a dating relationship. You might be married or you might be engaged, but I would kind of mm-hmm. guess based on some of the feedback that we've been getting mm-hmm. from listeners is that a lot of people are single or evaluating, exploring the dating pool. Right. And so we're going to talk here about sexual boundaries and here's how I'll set it up is this is not purity culture trying to manipulate you or right. say this is, you know, like I think that sometimes there can be some unhealthy promises that are made mm, right. like if you do these then you get these 
well, that's not mine to promise you, right. friend. Like that, We're going to teach on this podcast the word of God. Our minds are alert. Our hearts are receptive. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be the same when we come to God's word right. because it's in Jesus' name that it's written. Right. And I do go to 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. 6, which ironically also Proverbs 6 is a great, you know, Proverbs 6 and Proverbs 7 and then 1 Corinthians 6. But um, this is a passage that starts where Paul is talking to a crazy church in Corinth. (laughs) And 1 Corinthians 6, it kind of starts out, he's talking about sexual immorality. He says, well, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. And he goes on to talk about food. He goes on to talk about sex. And and I think that it's really interesting that, sure, mm-hmm. anything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Right. And that's this idea of boundaries. There's a tension here and mm-hmm. there's a struggle with boundaries because you get to choose. Right. You get to decide what your boundaries, how far is too far. Sometimes people will ask us, how close can I get to sin without sinning? Kind of the loopholes question. Right. Um, it, you know, I've had people ask me, is oral sex sex? And I, I'm careful in bringing that up even just because it's loaded questions. But how I often respond to that question mm-hmm. is, well, you just said sex. Mm-hmm. So is oral surgery surgery? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, let's just be honest here. And there's that. But I would say with sexual boundaries... Mm-hmm. Um, this is a major source of hurt right. for a lot of people. This is a major hurdle for people with addictions. This is also a major source of hangups. Those kind of like we talk about hurts, hurdles, hangups. Mm-hmm. And our desire for you mm-hmm. is to be conformed into the image of right. God. And I'll get to where I was going with First Corinthians chapter sixteen. Or sorry, chapter 6, verses 18, it says, Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins are committed outside the body. Whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Mm -hmm. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Mm -hmm. That's God's will for our Mm -hmm. sexuality is that we would honor him that we would please him, that we would be holy as Mm -hmm. he's holy, that we wouldn't live like the world lives with anything goes, try it, experiment, immoralities everywhere in our culture. There's actually a Christian sexual ethic. Mm -hmm. And I didn't didn't say biblical sexual Mm -hmm. ethic because there's an Old Testament and a New Testament. So I'll use the words Christian sexual ethic. Mm -hmm. I'll talk about a New Testament. Right, marriage. Marriage or or a New Testament sexual ethic. Because let's be honest here too, there's some Old Testament polygamy with people had many wives, concubines, Mm -hmm. all kinds of sexual sin. Mm -hmm. So sexual sin is defined in scripture, Mm -hmm. but it's also not new. Right. This isn't the first lap around this the sun. This is no surprise. <laughs> yeah. And um, we just believe that marriage is worth waiting for. And, and sex within marriage is waiting for. And yes. sex is designed to be within marriage covenant. Yes. And why do we believe that, Micah? That's what God intended. That's why he intended it to be that. And I think 
working with so many young adults and this is not a shame game or whatever right now it's simply saying when it's designed by god and it's created for us to enjoy each other as married a married couple Mm-hmm. He, it was invented by him. It was a gift from God to humanity in the realm of marriage. And I work with a lot of women and a lot of individuals who have not lived a pure and holy life. And they do have a lot of scars and hurt emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, mm-hmm. physically. Because sex is emotional. It's spiritual. It's physical. It's a connection with your Um, spouse and I think so many times when I work with young women they're walking out and they're just they're feeling used they're feeling abused they're feeling the guilt they're feeling the shame and and I just want to say like I don't want to heap coals on your head Um, the enemy wants to say shame on you but in the name of Jesus he says shame off you yeah he says shame off you so I just want to encourage you if you are and if you are claiming to be a Christian and you are sleeping with your person that you're dating, your partner, I want to encourage you that God can redeem, restore, and revitalize you as an individual as well as that relationship. But you as a relationship, if you want this relationship to move further and succeed and live pure and holy lives, you both need to be on the same page at the same time to say no more sexual intimacy, intercourse, whatever words you want to use there at all, 100% cold turkey we want to honor god and we're going to bring people that we fear above us into this equation tell them that we have not been living pure and holy and we need to be held accountable meaning that you might have to set up when i say time i'm talking about hey your curfew is nine o'clock no guys in your room you're not going in there it's like Josiah never saw my bedroom when he mm-hmm. dated me for a year and a half. If he ever came over, there was, oh, I always had a roommate. Mm-hmm. And my door to my bedroom was always shut. I never once invited him in there. I never left the door open for I him to see to in, there. in there. Exactly. So, I mean, and I was 27 years old, you guys. So, I'm saying if I had to do that at 27, trying to manage my emotions and my desires, there's no difference between a 27-year-old and an 18-year-old when it comes to having to put down parameters, feeling like I was a parent to myself, right? Yeah. So time was, I'm like, I'm not going to answer a text past 10 p.m. from Josiah because why? Me personally, I become more vulnerable, more vocal, and more just willing to hear and have conversations that maybe isn't the time, the space, the place to do that. That's what I, you have to be self-aware, right? And that was my yeses and my noes of like, you can text me here. You're never going to go in my room. And guess what, you guys? He honored and he never asked me, why is your door always shut? Why can't I come into your bedroom? He never asked that. He never pushed that. So if you're a man, lead well, lead lead pure-heartedly, lead holy. Um, and if you find yourself that you are not leading those things, then it's a condition of your heart. Mm-hmm. It's a form of lust that's trying to take over the flesh versus a love for the Lord and the person that you're pursuing, right? So, and I would just say some recommended reading here on the sixth one of sexual boundaries. I think the book Swipe Right by Levi ah, Lusco. Yes, so We've good. had him on this podcast, and he's an amazing pastor from the state of Montana. But he wrote a message that I think is really timely to our culture. Yeah, where literally apps are called, you know, swipe left, swipe right. Yeah, and so in Swipe Right, um, one of the themes that he talks about is from the Old Testament. The strongest man who actually mm. ever lived was Samson. That's right. He had the long hair and he had superhuman strength, the spirit of God. He was one of the 
the um, really like a prophet. He mm-hmm. led Israel for several years. He was the leader. He took the Samsonite or the Nazarite vow, mm-hmm. and um, with Samson, he his the strongest man in the world. This was his weakness. Mm-hmm. This was his Achilles heel was Delilah, and he was supposed to only be married to an Israelite, and he ended up breaking. He went outside the boundary. He went outside the boundary that was established <laughs> by God. And and with that, at the same time, did he get his eyes gouged out? Yep. Was he hurt? Yep. Did he literally get bind up, tied in jail, captured by the enemy? Yes. And mm-hmm. his hair grew back. Mm-hmm. And I love how Pastor Levi pointed mm-hmm. that out. Highly recommend the book, by the way. But one snapshot, one glimpse that I love that Levi pointed out is like Samson's hair grew back. And so if you're past, it's that opportunity to get past your past through the power of the cross. That's right. That's and then to step into a new, new purpose and a new yeah. destiny and a new future where your hair is going to grow back, mm-hmm. where your strength is going to grow back, mm-hmm. where your boundaries are going to be reestablished. Yeah. And it is honoring God. And I said that we'd get practical. Here's the practical. Hmm. We're not going to tell you what to do on this podcast. Right. We're not going to say a lot of shoulds and have tos and legalism or moralism. I think this is the opportunity for you to get in the prayer room with Jesus. Good. Maybe write down these six words. Decisions. Blank journal page. Time. Blank journal page. Mental health and emotions. Blank journal page. Personal boundaries. Blank journal page. Mm -hmm. Relationships. Blank journal page. And sexual boundaries. Blank journal page. Because it's Joshua 24, 15. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's that invitation for you to choose That's and right. you really to hear God's voice, to let his voice be the loudest in your life. That's good. Yeah. So we just want to leave you encouraged today. We want to leave you encouraged that you have an opportunity to, like Josiah said, to lean into the boundaries that you want to live or not live. It's it's completely your choice. And our prayer is that you would enjoy life, that you would thrive, that you would not only just survive, but you would be thriving in every one of these areas and you would be able to put up the boundaries, put up the parameters and and just honor God in the process and invite him in the process. I think so many times we we could go to this journal page and be like, "Okay, here are my yeses, here are my noes." Okay, God, what do you want to speak to me on each one of these pages? Look up scripture that aligns with these. Maybe not only what we have written or we had shared today, but in addition to that, what have you learned? Um, Maybe you need to rededicate your purity to the Lord or your boundaries to the Lord because you have allowed the enemy to pollute them or somebody else to take them over. So I just want to encourage you to to have fun with this. It's a fun thing. It's a self-reflective process. Turn on some worship music, sit down, maybe do one page for the next six nights, a page a night, or sit down for an hour or two and just plug away and just see what happens and don't settle for less than God's best. That's what I have to end with today. So, Amen. And this one might have some follow-up parts to this conversation. I have a feeling that we went some places and navigated this conversation Mm. in a way that lends itself well to further discussion with you. That's good. As the listener, as the audience. And so if you've prayed about this, um, after you've prayed about this and after you've journaled and you have follow-up questions, man, there might be a part two. There might be uh, follow-up questions from you at www.fyi-podcast.com. Till next week, Micah and Josiah signing off.